welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. For many food and beverage brands, their product packaging is their first, if not only, touchpoint with consumers. And yet all too often, companies treat it as an afterthought or as little more than a protective exterior for what's inside. According to the CEO of the design and branding for Crowdspring, Ross Kimbarovsky, packaging that is unattractive, outdated, or that fails to adequately communicate what's inside can result in missed sales as consumers pass over the products on store shelves. In addition, he notes a poorly designed package for one product could have a negative impact on sales for the overall brand's portfolio if that packaging for the product sends the wrong message about the company's values. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Kimbrovsky walks us through the importance of a well-thought-out and well-executed package, as well as the top eye-catching design trends emerging in 2019, such as sustainability, minimalism, playfulness versus cause-friendly graphics, and many more. Many people think that the primary purpose of packaging is to protect the product inside. And while this is important, Kimbrovsky explains that packaging serves three other purposes, all of which must be considered carefully in the design process. So, so if you think about it, you know, what does packaging have to do? in order to better sell the product. Uh, Really three main things. Number one, what is this product? So it has to tell the consumer what the product is. Unless the packaging is just a transparent sheet of plastic, most products are hidden under some kind of a a design container. The second thing packaging has to explain is what does the product do? So at least some clue as to what what you can use the product for. Um, Oftentimes that's reflected through images and sometimes through text. And then the third thing is what is the value of the product? Why would anybody buy it? And so all of these three things are important and many companies make the mistake of making packaging an afterthought. So for example, packaging doesn't always inform the consumer of what it does. In the food industry, This often happens when the product doesn't sufficiently provide allergy information. So people that are gluten-free, for example, can have uh, allergies, gluten-free sensitivity, or can have celiac disease. And there's a very different reaction from those people. And so a lot of products make the mistake of not providing enough information about the product. And so consumers naturally shy away from buying things that are unclear. And then there's obviously a problem with what a product does, you know, how it functions, uh, if the package doesn't sufficiently explain this. So it used to be that, that companies would create packaging just to protect an item and just to store it so they could ship it. But as consumers have become increasingly more knowledgeable, as competition has intensified, that's no longer acceptable. So that design creates confusion. And, and that's one of the worst things that you can do when you're competing either for shelf space in retail locations or online because a confused consumer would just as easily move to the next item. If, you, if you're in a retail store and looking at beverage items, there are dozens of different kinds of water. So bad design makes you lost in the crowd. 
It doesn't communicate to your consumers. It doesn't stand out, whereas good design gives you a spotlight. According to Kimbarovsky, one of the biggest emerging trends in packaging design is sustainability, a value that is impacting the food and beverage space across multiple fronts. Sustainability is increasingly becoming important, primarily because younger generations of consumers, so, so millennials really started this trend, but, but people coming after them, um, and, and you know, my kids who are, who are in their teens, are all much more conscious about waste, about recycling. I mean, most schools are teaching recycling early. It's not something that used to be done decades ago in any serious way. And so, so I mentioned before, um, studies have shown that three out of four millennials and actually nearly the same percentage, 72% of Gen Z, would pay more for a product with sustainable packaging. So these are packages that use green materials like recycled aluminum, um, which would save energy and reduce landfill waste. So consumers are increasingly looking for these kinds of products, willing to pay more for them because these fit a big macro trend that, that's uh, impacting not just the packaging industry, but pretty much most industries that, that revolve around products. And that is that people are socially and environmentally conscious. Companies are becoming socially and environmentally conscious. And as a result, that seems to fit really well with the expectation from consumers. And so some of the most popular products have proven to be companies that have accepted that trend, have embraced it, and, and really put it front and center, whether they create product packaging or products. Apple is a great example. They constantly talk about the sustainability of their packaging, the sustainability of the products, um, and the fact that most of the products they make are easily recyclable. When approaching this trend, Kimbarovsky recommends that companies go big because smaller incremental changes, while helpful, are hard for consumers to detect and fully appreciate. For example, he notes beverage brands that step fully away from plastic rather than simply trying to reduce the amount of plastic they use, are more likely to be rewarded by consumers. When you try to change somebody's perception, your job is much more difficult. And so brands that that try to uh, create a slightly different twist, like thinner plastic, obviously are um, doing something. In other words, it's better to have less plastic than more plastic. But consumers don't necessarily perceive it that way because we've all seen images of plastic in the ocean and, and, and turtles and birds with, with plastic on them or, or in them. And, and so, so generally, those kinds of shifts are incremental and probably not sufficient to, to buck the trend. When you have these large groups of consumers who are willing to pay more for products, so they don't only say they're willing to pay more, they are actually paying more for sustainable products and product packaging. It's hard to solve those problems by, by trying to make uh, micro improvements. So there are definitely some, some companies that try to do it. They try to make you know, thinner caps, for example, or, or caps made out of plant materials. Uh, but there are other companies that are being uh, much more, more innovative, Open Water is certainly one of them, um, who, are, who are looking at it wholesale and saying, you know, small changes are not going to be enough for us to meet this rising consumer demand. 
The, the other thing that, that companies do, because not every product can fit an environmentally friendly package today. Uh, and that's, that's just the reality. Some products aren't, aren't really designed for that. And, and what is environmentally friendly isn't necessarily um, environmentally friendly if you only use it once or twice. And the thing that comes to mind for me is, is bags, shopping bags. You know, cotton shopping bags seem like they're environmentally friendly, but if you evaluate how much water and resources it takes to make those bags, you'd have to use them hundreds of times in order to ultimately make them more environmentally friendly than, than a plastic bag. But smart companies are creating reusable packaging. So um, they're creating packaging that you can use for one purpose and, uh, and then use it for a difference. So Puma is a good example with shoeboxes. Uh, they eliminated a shoebox altogether some time ago and created a, a bag. So you get your shoes in a bag and then you could reuse that bag for other purposes. Um, and so, so there are smart ways to try to solve the problem without small incremental changes. Consumer interest in sustainability and waste reduction also is leading them to favor more minimalist designs, according to Kimbarovsky. He added that this trend also is a reflection of the growing clean label movement as it relates to food and beverage ingredient decks. One trend that, that we've been seeing um, for a couple of years now is minimalist packaging. So we had a lot of brashness, a lot of brightness in the 80s and the 90s, uh, very colorful designs, very bold. Um, and for the most part, they were designed to really stand out. The, the challenge is that's still a good goal in the sense that if your product is on the shelf, you want it to be noticed by the consumer. The challenge is there are so many more products, it's, it's harder to stand out. And when every product wants to be bold and flashy, no product is bold and flashy. And so some of the smarter companies have looked at this and said, there's a better way for us to stand out in this sea of bold and flashy. We can take a very minimalist approach to what we do. Minimalist both in terms of the packaging itself, in terms of the design, the, the graphics, package graphics, the copy on the packaging. So, so there are companies like Brandless who are, who are creating brands, obviously, but, but doing it a little differently. Rather than put a lot of information on, on their product packaging, it's a very simple, consistent uh, series of, of informed information for consumers. And when you look at shelves or you look at these products online, they stand out by being different, and, and the difference is they're very minimal. They're simple. So it's, it's a powerful way to really focus on your brand and what you offer rather than trying to create a lot of noise because everybody's creating noise, and so standing out today requires a different approach. Also in response to a desire for a more natural or minimalist look is a growing preference for softer colors or basic black and white labels. So one thing we're seeing is uh, a pattern to incorporate um, soft neutrals, pastels, and, and patterns in these designs. And, and ultimately, these are designed to soften how we look at these products. So, so these products don't stand out uh, from each other in the same way that, that, let's say, bolder products do. But when you see um, you know, softer colors in a sea of bold, 
they stand out. So it's it's the opposite. Um, and they also create a more welcoming feel and probably a bit more in line with, with consumer expectations and sustainability. Because if you think about it, you know, sustainability um, and, and environmental consciousness uh, really focuses on what, what's good for the environment. And so the kind of colors we're seeing more and more and we'll continue to see in 2019 are colors that are environmentally friendly. We're seeing that in clothing. We're seeing that in product packaging uh, rather than unnatural colors that you won't find in the environment. The uh, black and white tends to show pretty nicely and uh, for for certain kinds of products does really well. You know, wine is a good example. Uh, well-designed, minimalist package wine bottles uh, that, that don't use colors other than black and white tend to stand out with sophistication. Similarly with perfume. Uh, perfume stands out very nicely with well-designed black and white uh, bottles. Now, obviously, that's an issue if within your market segment, everybody else is doing black and white, because then you need to look and, and think about whether it makes sense for you to uh, look just like everybody else. But but in many segments, as, as many companies have pushed towards more bolder uh, graphics, more visually and, and colorfully um, different containers, uh, some brands have taken a step back and said, we'll, we'll stick with tradition and rather than focus on bright, intense colors, we'll keep it simple. And, and we see that continuing throughout. It's not the right answer for every single brand, uh, but it is a good answer for brands that, that uh, have a good fit with, with their products. A minimalist look or toned down color scheme doesn't have to be boring. Kim Borofsky notes that there's still plenty of room for packages to feature playful designs, but he also warns that children today are much more sophisticated than previous generations, and as such, might not be amused by the same elements that fascinated kids decades ago. One of the trends we, we, we see and, and continue to see is, is unusual and, and playful package graphics. Uh, in part, this is responding to the fact that we have younger consumers that are starting to dominate the marketplace. You have younger consumers in the workforce. Um, you have um, younger consumers who, uh, for one reason or another, are in a better position at a earlier age to buy products. And so um, with certain kinds of products, of course, if you're targeting kids, you always want to create playful, unusual graphics. It's really hard to get kids excited about trinkets and cereal boxes these days when you're competing against iPads and iPhones and, uh, and Android phones and video game consoles. Um, that's where they're spending a vast majority of their time. They're watching videos on YouTube and, and texting each other on Snapchat. Uh, so, of course, that's not everybody, but but that's an obsession for kids. And so um, one of the challenges for companies creating products for kids is, is how do you get some interest? So, so there are different ways to approach it. I mean, one thing that is, is interesting, and I mentioned this earlier, um, when schools are much more proactive about teaching environmental sustainability. And so uh, brands are becoming more interested in communicating that message. And that's actually one trend uh, that's continuing to grow stronger and, and we think will ultimately um, affect products from, from 
those made for kids to those made, made for senior citizens and across the board. So cost-friendly package graphics where companies uh, take a stand about something. And obviously, how you communicate it to kids uh, who might be looking at this um, on the shelf uh, is different from the way you communicate it to adults. Uh, but, but really, consumers generally view companies who support causes uh, as um, uh, more positively. And so, so something like 85% of consumers have a more positive image of a company or a product when it supports a cause that, that, that the consumer cares about. In fact, the vast majority of people, um, something like 80%, according to some of the recent studies, are likely to switch brands if the quality and price is similar to one that supports a cost from one that doesn't. So, so that's one area where, where serial companies can definitely experiment. There's obviously a lot to be said for engaging graphics and, and fun, but, but kids are more informed. Younger kids are asking some interesting questions. They're more conscious about environmental friendliness. They're more conscious about some of what, happen, what is happening around the world. And so it's, it's not too early to start thinking about how do you bring those causes down to their level because these are things that are important to them. They're learning about them in school. Um, hopefully families are talking about these kinds of issues and I think some enterprising smart brands will take advantage of it. Another emerging trend in graphics is an increased focus on artisanal images that help communicate the authenticity of a product or that it's made with simple recognizable ingredients. So one thing we're seeing is um, artisan package graphics on, on packaging. So you, you'll see this from, from everything from you know, bread to other kinds of products that are created, which are, which are non-food products. And this is more uh, an effort to appeal to kind of authentic local shop feelings. Um, ultimately, those are designed to communicate in, in the food industry, for example, the quality of the product. So whether it's soy-free, dairy-free, dairy low in calories, uh, whether it's, it's grain-free, um, different from the way that most packaging is ultimately done. Uh, these are really honing in on the values that are important to people today. So increasingly people are looking at what products are made with and, and what ingredients are in these products and rejecting products that have a lot of unnatural ingredients or sometimes wholesale rejecting products that have any unnatural ingredients. And that's also true in, in non-perishable product design and product packaging design too where people are increasingly conscious around um, for example, containers for, for beverages, if they're buying cups or, uh, or, or mugs for transporting coffee, um, they're no longer just randomly picking any mug that, that's made. They're looking for sustainability. They're looking for uh, whether there's a potential for the product to leak into the beverage they're drinking. Uh, and so those are really important factors. So kind of returning to the basics and authentic local feeling of how these things were made ages ago. Related to consumer demand for clean label products is their desire to understand how the products are made and where they're sourced. And this trend is being translated literally into packaging with the increased use of cutouts and windows. 
Well, one thing that we see particularly in uh, food packaging, and, and we've seen this for um, for a number of years now, and it continues to intensify, is is transparent packaging. Uh, and, and that's ultimately where a consumer gets a sneak peek at what's inside the box. So you can have cutouts on the front, the back, the sides, the top, but it really gives you a flavor for, for what's there. And some companies do a really fun job with this because they give you a peek at what's inside the box, and they also create fun package graphics that use that not just as a way to communicate what's in there, but as a way to differentiate. So uh, if you're walking through a store and you see some pasta brands, for example, with cutouts that show you the pasta, but the pasta is actually hair on a, on a head, an interesting caricature head of a person, you know, those visually stand out. So we're seeing more of that because ultimately uh, today consumers are increasingly interested in trusting brands. So they want to know that what they're buying is is good quality. They want to know what they're buying is environmentally friendly. Um, now, cutouts fell out of flavor um, you know, a couple of decades ago because they were expensive. Uh, and, and so uh, companies shifted in a different direction and, and uh, stopped having them. But we're seeing more and more of that. We're seeing more and more companies um, give a peek into the product and more and more consumers looking because they want to see what these cookies look like uh, or whatever product they're buying before they actually buy them. Most brands relying on marketing through social media and television to create an emotional connection to consumers. But packaging can play a supporting role. So packaging has a tougher time creating that emotional connection because it's it's not fluid, it's not moving, it's not like a one-minute advertisement, but it doesn't mean that it can't tell a compelling story. And so there are brands both um, in the food industry and, and in other industries uh, that, that use packaging to, to tell an interesting story. So one good example um, that, that we've seen in the past and have written about in the past is uh, Divine Chocolate. Uh, and this is a UK-based chocolatier. Um, and they, they have a mission uh, to, uh, to connect family farmers who grow the cocoa with consumers. And so, so part of what they do is, is they farm uh, their chocolate from a cooperative in, in Ghana, and there are 85,000 farmers in that cooperative. So the farmers receive a share of the profits because they're co-owners in the company. But the brand actually does a really nice job translating that story into their product packaging. So they have their, their branding, they have their logo, reminding people that it's a, it's a high-quality product. But, but there are also various kinds of symbols derived from the Ghanaian culture and embraced by the farmers that make this chocolate and an explanation of what those symbols are, which, which tells a story about the roots of where this product is made. And that's just outside the wrapper. And so, so here's a way that a brand takes something pretty simple, part of their core story, part of their messaging, part of the brand identity that they've created, translates it into product packaging. And in that way, stands out because other brands don't do that. And so consumers who are increasingly conscious or increasingly worried about how products are made, whether, whether kids are working to make them, whether sustainable practices are being followed, are able to look at the story and, and in many cases identify with it, empathize with it, like it. And as a result, they become more loyal consumers. 
So we have whirlwinded through these trends, but Kim Barofsky notes that there are several others worth watching that we don't have time to go in today in this podcast. These include the rising use of vintage designs that communicate a brand's authenticity as well as authority. And then there's also the use of graphics rather than words to tell a story. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again for another installment in the future. And to ensure you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week. Mm -hmm.